Feeling tired at the gaming table? Want to hear foul-mouthed jackasses poke fun at gaming companies when they screw up? Want an honest, street-level opinion from a team of gamers that call it like it is? Then Blunt Force Gamers may be the podcast for you. Listener discretion advised. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and gamers of all ages. Oh my god, it's almost... Time for cool. The weather is making me all excited. And this is the Blunt Force Gamers. I am Game Goblin, and it's cloudy outside. I'm starting to feel better. I'm sitting here in recording studio number five, my living room, because house repairs yet again. Yeah, things were worse than we thought, so... But hey, they're getting fixed. There we go. So, again... Recording in the studio known as my living room to the... Studio B. Studio B. My neighbors are loving this shit. Yeah! Hey, at least this week I'm not going to go into a rage and start kicking shit. So, with a front frontal, uh, frontal view here, I've got two companions sitting in my living room who have a horrifying view if I raise one leg while wearing my kilt because they get to see the old chewed bubble gum. I have... Darth Blasphemous. Hail to the dark side. And... Your microphone is not on. Our first error in Studio B of the week. <laughs> Who are you again? Kazakhan, the Lord Dragon. See, this is the problem with recording my living room. Not everything's all set up and shit. <laughs> we're making this fucking crap up on the fly. <laughs> Don't worry, we're putting in one of those energy star windows so we can actually run the air conditioner and not hear the whistling sound anymore. This is this is a lot like how I run my games, you know? It's just like, all right, where are my players? Player number four, get out of the fucking kitchen, get in here. <laughs> Your character's not turned on yet. <laughs> all right, so what's our, what's our topic? What's our topic? I know we got one. I'm going to say concepts that work in video games, but not in the real world, without some serious superstitious bullshit. Yeah, this will be good for like 10 minutes. All right, so starting alphabetically. <laughs> um, let's see. Everything. Basically, that, that's why we video, video game games. logic and video game physics have no real bearing on real life whatsoever. I mean, come on, double jump, trying to drive your car in third person. Or better yet, those giant behemoth alien creatures that, yeah, cannot exist in all reality because biology has its limits. The only reason whales are as big as they are is because they're underwater where the pressure makes it necessary for their bodies to be that big. Yes, we can go swimming through the veins of a blue whale, but dinosaurs died out and they were very super specialized that they died pretty easily from what we can tell. Yeah, the oxygen content at that point in time too for megafauna and megaflora was at a point where they could grow that size. Because there's a correlation between oxygen content and size of creature skin. It's a science stuff. Not only that, but also there is the uh, was it the green percentage or something like that. There's only so much actual plant life that can be growing on the planet at one time, which has many varying factors. But right now we can get nowhere near that. Not because of global warming or anything, but simply due to the climate change that the green belt, which is the what equator is really landless right now and compared to other eras we don't have endless miles of coasts like on supercontinents where all this swamp land can just grow and be awesome plus humans we like to cut stuff down and use it 
That's so, right. But more than that, there's just so many other factors that anything trying to be that big or trying to build giant fucking space elevators, guess what? Physics professors have been talking about it, and those are damn near impossible to build with our level of technology or foreseeable level because trying to warp physics to make it so that those things will not just snap in the lightest breeze is kind of incredible right now if we or or oh, of course you know we've also got the capacity to hit an enemy like 14 fucking times with an oversized car door on a stick in real life omni slash would never happen because well the amount of strength and speed you would need to be able to make an attack like that plus the amount of training plus you know this little thing called physics that if the blade weighs more than you do and you're swinging it around like a motherfucker the blade is going to pull you off your feet yeah. Yeah. Um, plus, that lactic acid builds up in your body. And oh makes yeah. It oh yeah. Remove your muscles. Oh, um, and then you move on from there. Uh, thing about those power suits. Right now, the best we can do for a power suit helps one military trained person load and unload ammo cans. That's about the best we got. We can make robots that can like run and do flips and stuff that are pre-programmed. We don't have the sensor capacity to make a self-driving car work properly that doesn't hit people in crosswalks. Yeah, this is going to be a really short subject, because pretty much anything in role-playing game or in gaming in general does not apply to real life. Mainly because it's escapism to step outside of reality, where I can punch in the cheat code, and guess what, now I'm in GTA 3, and I can jump from one end of the map to the other because it's escapism, because I don't want to deal with reality when I play it. Or I can get into a high-speed car chase in a video game, run over pedestrians, get cops tailing my ass, drive around town for two days straight on one tank of gas, and still manage to somehow get away from the cops long enough that they just give up and forget who I am. Oh, and then here's the fun one. Crossing vast distances in space in the blink of an eye. Physically impossible without breaking the laws of physics because you cannot travel faster than the speed of light and yes the whole thing in those systems usually is that you break the speed of light by either warping your sense of reality jumping through some sort of wormhole which we don't fully understand and as far as we can tell they are super unstable and limited in their lifespan or jumping into an alternate dimension which we still cannot prove exists bipedal aliens who have two legs two arms ten fingers ten toes and a pair of tits and a pair of tits who are from a planet 14 light years away or whatever and are not insanely forward or backward from our level of technology yeah right yeah so you know there's a lot going on like and there's there's a lot of weird things that happen but some of the like that i brought this topic up because we're talking some of the more strange ones like, how do you get Buckshot to pass through multiple targets? I'll leave that to our weapons and munitions expert, Goblin. You don't. <laughs> Unless you have, like, Grape Shot and yell Tally-ho, lads, first. And that Grape Shot is coming out of a cylinder with a minimum of about six inches in diameter. And is loaded with a shitload of black powder. Or here's how it works. The people who code it don't really have a proper understanding or the physics engine they're working with can't actually compute to the level of reality. Therefore, they just say numbers go boom. And the numbers work when you super strip away everything down to where it becomes a cartoon of reality. 
Now we're going to add a layer to this. Let's say you're punching through exoskeletons with it. You face bugs in that game. There are crazy shit out there for all sorts of things. And it's like, not even just some of the weapon physics, but like, animation glitches. We've all seen the horror trek that is Andromeda. Uh, dude. I, I, okay, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a fucking minute. <laughs> Let me tell you something, son. Okay, there's this gray in my mustache. This is here because I've survived as long as I have. But I will tell you this, there are uh, bugs in the program in real life. Because I have fallen up stairways. So that actually legitimately works. And yes, there are witnesses. <laughs> We got off lunch break, we're going upstairs to go back to work, and I rolled up a stairway. Shouldn't work, but it happened. So there was a glitch in the Matrix that time. So if there's bugs in the program, I, uh, from personal experience, and I'm sure there's others out there who have had personal experiences of, you know, crazy shit that have happened. Like the gal got hit by a car and fucking lived because she just didn't feel it. People who get struck by lightning and walk away. Yeah, I, shit, shit happens. That's odd because when you get down to it, in the billions and billions of possible situations, a chance change in anything, say, because your left shoe was slightly wet but your right shoe was completely dry, that's what saved your life. There's yep. all kinds of things that you really just dig into the minutia, and in reality, yeah, things could get a little weird for a minute. Plus, you got all the creepy pauses of creepy shit that happens, which could or could not be a glitch. Some of it does seem somewhat legit. Some of it. I mean, like the La Llorona videos that they take down in Mexico. I, I, yeah, it's getting to be that time of year. It's starting to get that time of year, but those are some creepy fucking videos. And, you know, no, when no, it comes no, no, to no. video game physics and shit getting creepy in-game and shit getting creepy in real life, some of that creepy factor can cha uh, channel through, I think, in my uh, purview of things, because that is unexplainable, it is paranormal, but we do have some evidence of it. Now, if that evidence that we do collect, A, the camera person can hold the camera steady for more than .0008 of a second, that would help. If there's something creepy going on, okay, so if anybody out there is interested in paranormal, please keep your camera steady. That will help for further interviews and stuff like that. For the love of God, do not record it through a goddamn potato. That, that was my second point I was about to make. If you're going to record something, you know, like even with cell phones, which have megapixels, which is way better than the little dinky-ass rolly film disposables that we had as kids. Fuck, I remember those. Yeah. Fun savers, they still make them. Yeah. Um, still, there are settings on your phone for things like flash or, you know, some phones even come with night vision mode nowadays. You know, get used to these settings of your phone for different uh, photograph scenarios, depending on whether you're photographing at home or when you're out camping or whatever. That way, if something paranormal does happen, you'll have a better chance of taking a photograph of it. So your potato phone is probably going to catch something better. And third point I want to make about this, okay, so so first, hold your camera steady. Number two, get used to the settings uh, for like zoom and filtration and stuff and stop the whole potato phone thing. And the third point I want to get in on is if you're recording weird noises, okay, like the, the sky trumpets or some shit, or 
ghosts that are warbling in a haunted house, you're, you're doing some urban exploration stuff, shut the fuck up, okay? If you're recording strange noises and you want to share these strange noises with other people for them to analyze and go, wow, that might be real, that might not be real. Don't be like this. <sighs> oh, well, there was like one that I saw. It was like the guy every couple of seconds. He's like, whoa, did you hear that? Hear that? Whoa, whoa. What's that sound? It's like, all I hear is you talking, dude, in a basement. Right. If I'm supposed to hear something, shut the hell up. <laughs> it's like somebody talking during a movie, okay? You want me to pay attention to what's on screen, so shut up and let me pay attention to what's on screen. I'm watching a movie. I'm not here to dialogue with somebody. And if I'm watching your creepy pasta video where you're talking about weird noises in a basement, stop talking while recording so I can experience what you're trying to convey. And I mean, that's definitely another thing when you talk about quote-unquote glitches. There are glitches in DNA all the time, so you see people with different, you know situations I, with their physique or they for some reason can't produce certain hair follicles so they're completely bald except for eyebrows and the fucking soul patch because for some reason their body does not compute that body hair exists except in those spots or there uh there's that one actor whose um immune system actually attacks the hair follicles yeah so his hair can't grow because the immune system says no that's a foreign entity foreign yeah it's foreign it's bad uh vin diesel <laughs> no, 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 it's not Vin Diesel, it's the, uh, shit, he's actually a really good actor. He's the guy who played Mr. Zaz on Gotham. Oh, right. Yeah, right. he's actually got another gig coming up here soon. I'm actually pretty excited about it. Cool, but I mean, that's definitely one way we can say, quote-unquote, <laughs> there's glitches, because it's just like that MLB game, uh, fucking ba uh, baseball, where you customize a character, and for some reason, if you move the cursors to exactly these points that people dictate to you, then all of a sudden your character goes from having a normal face to being full of holes. And it's whatever that phobia is where you're afraid of multiple holes spaced really close together in one spot. Yeah. Yeah. That can happen in some of these games because when you put the dials all in certain ways, for some reason everything goes to shit. I mean, like, we, we have video game physics, of course. You know, then the most uh, common video game physics you'll find all the way back to the Atari days or the Commodore 64 days is hitting things. To get the results that you want. That's the classic. Like you got battle tanks, you got joust. I mean, pong. Pong. You're hitting things to get results. Now, I know we're supposed to be talking about shit um, in games that don't, don't translate to real life. But on the other hand, in real life, and of course, uh, kind of bringing the bicycle over to glitches as well, is in real life, hitting things magically makes them work sometimes. Right? Who, who remembers RCA you know, test? Who remembers their da their dad or having to go up to the TV and whack it? That's the RCA test. Yeah. And literally that came because the soldering was never done quite right on all and every circuit. So if you hit it, you would be joggling the insides, which would then possibly make it contact again in the right spots. Also, it came down to that, because um, all those TVs were backlit. So sometimes that plug wouldn't be exactly right. So when you're hitting it, you're causing that stuff to jiggle, and maybe that light will find a new spot to rest where it hasn't worn out the uh, uh, contact points. Yeah, the contactors. That's what that hitting the TV was. Well, it's not just TVs. I mean, like, uh, you could hit MP refrigerators, get them to, like, stop being all screamy, but that's usually because the motor is going all fucky. Uh, uh, I've punched a car and made it start up. 
Again, I got witnesses that Green Ranchero uh, had my knuckle imprints in the dashboard. But apparently if you yelled at the car loud enough and punched the dashboard, it would start. Uh, you know, so the for as far as video game physics and glitches go, it seems that in real life, sometimes in order to get an inanimate object to do what you want, you need to hit it. Yeah. Whether um, it's a car, a TV, a refrigerator, sometimes a computer. Yeah, but I want to see you go out wrenches. into the forest and punch a tree and then create a fucking axe by I, hand. I am not a 10-year-old Russian girl. <laughs> and that, little, that chica, man, scares the shit out of me. <laughs> the, the, the little girl who goes and punches the shit out of pine trees. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, I was making a Minecraft reference yeah. and every other fucking survival game. Okay, well, that... As far as physics that happen in video games that cannot happen in real life, totally. You cannot punch a tree and make an axe fall out of it. Well, no, you get the wood, and then you take the, the wood, wood over and you craft an axe. Because you, you have stone, because you punched a rock. Or yeah. using wood as an axe in its own regard is... Dumb. Unless you're cutting, like, blocks of really soft material like cheese. Tofu. 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 Spoiled salmon meat, <laughs> and that axe is gonna go dull like super fast. Yeah, like as a Boy Scout, I made myself a little hand dagger because it was a fun project and it was just something to whittle, right? So it was an idle project with no real purpose. It can cut once, and then you're either, you know, trying to sharpen it without completely destroying it or whittling away what precious little remains or it's not going to do anything i don't know man i i use plastic scrapers at work to scrape sealant which is several times harder than the plastic i, I, mean, I plastic is also much more resilient than wood and can I hold an know. edge better and of I've course used... one of the other things you cannot do in a video game or you can do in a video game that you cannot do in real life and this kind of takes us to minecraft you cannot take cubes of gravel and stack them up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe <laughs> if it's chicken wire holding in gravel that's bigger than the holes. That's but a stretch. I don't know, that would be a stretch, dude. Because that chicken, yeah, chicken wire, yes, it would stretch. But no, no, no. Here, here's a fun one because this comes directly from actual real-world construction. If you're driving through a tunnel and you see that big-ass washer with the fucking bolt in it, Guess what? That litter, that bolt is literally just going deeper into that broken up rock. And I've seen it. You can actually take like a gravel fill and put a bunch of those through it and you can remove the chicken wire and everything else and that gravel will stay a ceiling. I mean, you can do weird Whee! things with arch physics. So, like, the whole concept of the, the rounded arch, right? That's a little bit of an architectural marvel in its own right because... Up until the point where you can get that final art piece, you have to support it. If you don't do that, it's going to come toppling down on your head. Quickly. Which is why... <sighs> Sorry. No, bad. The, uh, the, the old... Uh, not the Freemasons, but the actual, you know, stonemasons back in the ye olden times. If you were to say, yes, this archway is good, then as they removed the supports, you would have to stand under it to certify it. And that was according to their guild law. See? And, and, the, and this isn't like, oh, the union says. No, these were guilds where, like, to join, you had to, you know, basically join a secret society and your life was on the line. So if you gave up trade secrets or fucked around, they would actually, like, 
hunt you down like this was Salem Witch Trials, dude. Guilds did not play around. Job security. They were mafias, basically. At the same time, if you had that guild pin, you could do some crazy cool things. You make to, a lot of money. You make a lot of money, and people will guarantee, like, okay, he's got a stonemason pin. That means that I can actually trust him to build a stone house, and it'll be a stone house and not a tomb. Well, most people never really went to get a stone house built like that because it was usually the stonemason building his own house that he would do that in his spare time after living in a wooden mud hut. Because most people who had a stone house generally called them castles. And yeah, they would contract out to hundreds of people to build them and it would take many years. But not no average person would hire a stonemason to build them a house. Yeah. It, the point was an example, not accurate. Well, no, I'm just saying, like, if, if we're talking about, like, the actual stuff, just a little history bit for everybody is these things, you could be super specialized, and it was basically like being one of those fucking, um, I'm brain farting on the term, when you're in an MMO and that, an admin, it's like having admin status almost. You could create things that no one else could. These people would spend 200 years building a cathedral they knew they would never be able to worship in. They would be buried in its foundations because they needed more filler. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of that sort of stuff. But, like, you brought something up that's very interesting. Admin rights. Mute. Yeah, we... The um, fucking mute button. Uh, actually, this again... <laughs> I can do that I'm going to have to say that the, the admin rights from video games do transfer to real life. Because if I say something that an admin does not like, unmarked white van pulls up, black bag goes overhead... Player gets muted. <laughs> I'm just saying that there are admins out there who will show up and ruin my fucking day if I'm not playing the game the way that the game is designed to be played or intended. Which is weird. I guess we've got new admins sitting on the server at the moment because we're in fucking clown world. Here we go. Well, you know, servers do get trolled. Yeah, and there's also like well, server maintenance at yeah. the time too. Well, what's going on right now? I think in real life is it's kind of like the the whole multi-world thing that they were trying to do in Ark, and right now a bunch of players have just decided to light our server on fire, <laughs> and they're just like, you know what? All those fucking little uh, Care Bear Dino clans out there who just want to do their own little thing. Fuck those guys. We're going to light their server on fire. Yeah, you know, that's that's probably what's going on right now is we're just getting mass trolled by a bunch of people who are tired of the fact that they can't uh, <clears throat> the new dinosaur that just came out they can't tame it, so they're just trolling the rest of the server and just trying to raid. Uh, they just they're so desperate for PvP they're just bringing it into real life. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know, but but it's one of those things of like in, in a game like Ark or any of those survival games. The whole point is, I just want to keep going till the next part. I want to see how long I can go. Right now, it's like everything's got a goddamn death wish. If one thing ain't trying to kill us, another thing is. It's like we all moved to fucking Australia. Only the spiders are now in the air. <laughs> no, well, okay, now there is one video game uh, physic that I really do wish I could do in real life. Because um, it would be a goddamn superpower. Respawn? Not I mean, real. that too. Okay. Okay, there's two things I would do then. <laughs> um, not respawning, but 
Uh, and it goes with the meme, you know, uh, I walk into my room, I look at my bed, and I would pull up a window. How many hours do you want to sleep? Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, just, though. Just, bam, down for the count, eight hours, up, I'm good again. You know, just, just fast sleep. Um, fast travel, I'm not so keen on because, uh, I don't know, maybe I'm a purist in my role play. Well, uh, like, the only thing I can see about fast travel is you just fucking hoof it. You hoof it, and you basically just mind blank the entire way. And you wake up where you're going. Uh, the other one that I would do if I can get away with it, and of course I would probably get an admin to go, hey, dude, stop that, is uh, in real life, if I could get away with it, I would figure out the admin code or some other way to get around about it and definitely uh, start duping. Oh, item duplication in its various forms? Uh, yeah, just duplicating my uh, liquefiable assets. You know, just like, you know what, I'm hungry and I've got $2.95 in my bank account. Fuck that. Now I got $5. Fuck that. Now I got $10. Fuck that. Now I got $20. You know, just start duping my, my money or something like that. Or, you know, if I have a really, really phenomenal dinner. You know, I order a hero from a new place that I've never had one before. And it comes with the, the Greek fries on the side. Now, if I could do anything with video game physics in real life, I'd be like... That is a delicious fucking euro, and those are delicious fucking Greek fries. Coffee want, pasta. Bam, coffee pasta. And I got two of those. Oh, a friend comes over? Bam, I got three of those. Here, you want one? Better yet, have it so that if you put it in a refrigerator, it slows down the fucking despawn time on it so that you can have it, you know, whenever the fuck you want later. Not just, oh, I need to eat it before this... Before fucking tomorrow, before this plus, turns into mush. Plus, with duping glitches, I would have to do at least one time the watermelon joke. Anybody who's ever played uh, the Fallout games, uh, especially Fallout 4, or has played Elder Scrolls will know about the watermelons. Because you just start duping watermelons and duping watermelons and then just let them you just unleash the beast. And a wave of endless watermelons comes spilling out of a castle. <laughs> Basically, just make a, a overstuffed castle with them. Just overstuffed settlement, overstuffed castle, whatever, man. You just you make like eight thousand uh, goddamn fucking watermelons and just unleash them. Just to see what would happen. <laughs> you just drop them and watch the physics engine go derp. Yeah, you just drop and watch the physics engine derp out. <laughs> uh, that you know, and glitches and bugs and hacks and cheats. And, of course, Game Genies, for those who remember those. These are uh, video game concepts that do not translate really well to real life. And it's probably for reality's betterment that they don't. Can you oh, imagine on. how many people, how strange things would be? Like, I, for a while, I watched, like, the, the various Facebook gaming videos, right? And people would make these insane, insane physics-defying, gravity-defying, fuck-your-worldview sort of obstacle courses, you know? And then people drive cars on them. Okay, Up now, in, like, GTA's Skyline or some shit. They have a... Can you imagine what would happen if everyone could do that and make it stick to the real world? Okay. There would be no semblance of order. Just, just no semblance of order alone. There's a glitch in Skyrim where if you hold a wooden bull up to a wall... And walk towards the wooden bowl, you will phase through the wall. Now what? imagine a glitch like this just suddenly getting rampantly unleashed in real life. 
Oh, like God. some like there's you know player X over in Argentina who one day finds out that if you put a paper plate up against a wall and walk towards said wall, you will phase through it, and then that glitch gets leaked out to the public at large. Yeah, but then they fall through and find the sub ocean. No, no, no. I'm just saying, like, still, if a glitch like that just popped out, man, you, how many people would abuse the shit out of it? Oh yeah. Dude, it'd be like See, anarchy. this just reminds me of that show fucking Fringe, where you take and you push the envelope of reality to its very fucking edge, and it's like, oh, well, all you gotta do to phase through something is to find the fucking harmonic resonance level of it, and then hit it with a fucking opposite uh, flowing wave, and then all of a sudden this item, and now you can walk through it like air. Oh, you're talking sound cancellation theory, basically? Uh, well, it, it's... It's the same idea. Uh, molecular harmonics. No, it is total harmonics, and it's the reason we have no more Dweamer. Yeah, yeah. But anyways, it, Who it's... didn't turn around and blinded the Snow Elves, who then turned around and pissed off the Nords, who then turned around and attacked said Snow Elves, to the point where the Snow Elves had to go live with the uh, Deep Elves. Long story. Yeah. <laughs> Most of it in Skyrim and Morrowind. It's Skyrim, actually. That's all Skyrim. No, that, that's all Elder Scrolls games, dude. They're like, they're all in the same world. True. It's uh, shit tons of lore. You know, if you sit down and read all the books in a game, and that, yes, that, that's, that, that's actually one thing that um, in recent years, you know, actually, you were, you know, I, I know where you're going with this, mm -hmm. and in recent years, this is one thing that happens in video games that no longer translates to real life is people will discuss history and lore like adults. Wait, Dude, wait. right? Have like, you tried talking to Narciss ever? No, I'm sorry. He's not exactly a good example of There are groups things. of people who get around and talk about um, the Morethic era, the first era, the second era, the third era, uh, the fourth era of Skyrim. So we got five eras. You know, thousands of years of history. Huge shit tons of events. And there's these... Uh, way different aspects you know like dragon breaks and stuff and some of these stories don't corroborate very well and you'll have people on opposite sides of the conversation who are arguing with each other over what really happened after the events of said dragon break X. like this is the time post here's what we had saw before that but we lost a little bit here well, like what the, happened like there was a dragon break in the second era and people still argue about the lore of what happened or even now you know it's been almost nine years since skyrim was released and people still argue whether or not the imperials should be the ones to be siding with in the civil war or the stormcloaks we still have people arguing about this right right but they're t but when they're arguing they're both really invested in their sides of the argument neither one wants to give ground and they and still act like adults but civil. Civil adults, but if you know, I what? say something. But if I walk outside and I say something that contradicts uh, the current narrative of the Civil War, and I'm like, well, according to the information sources of the time from this person, and they'll be like, oh, you're a bigot. Next thing I know, social suicide. So that's one of the weird things is that in video games, you can talk about the lore of a video game now more as an adult than talking about real life politics, right? <laughs> and it, this is not just limited to like. Well, 
the Elder Scrolls by any stretch. It's just any game. That that's what I'm going yeah. on. Yeah, it's like the uh, the Warhammer nerds because God, have I had to hear it from them lately. <laughs> and you know, 40k is whatever, but I still think Star Wars wins. And there's just so much stuff that when they're talking about lore, as long as they as long as you're not a part of chaos, apparently you have a free pass to talk about lore. But as soon as someone's like hey, yeah, I like the Chaos Factions, then all fucking hell breaks, breaks loose, and I've never heard someone say heretic more outside of a fucking Catholic convention. You know? <laughs> I mean... I suddenly like Chaos now. Right? I mean, and... It, it, and it's he's talking about... He's, he's specifically talking about stuff that's like, I just like their aesthetic. It's fun to play them on the tabletop. That's it. Like, no, no, these are people who actually like in the lore like no he was completely right to go and break the fucking barriers around the earth to teleport into the throne room to say hey you're about to be betrayed by like half of your sons people who argue about that individual situation and why the chaos marines were in the right in the first place and how it never would have been so bad if he would have just listened instead of getting all huffy puffy that oh my son didn't follow this one bullshit rule that I was lying to everyone about I mean, there's, like, that's the sort of thing that's, you know... But that's one of the lore things where these people get around and know it becomes a thing of, you heretic, you heretic, you heretic, and I'm like, wow, when are you going to start chanting fucking Deus Volt, you know? I'm just waiting don't for they already? To say Allahu Akbar. No, they don't chant Deus Volt, actually. It's more uh, in the name of the God Emperor. Yeah, close enough. No, very different. Still, I just think it's funny now that we can talk about in-game lore, especially in like video games and stuff, and take it with more adult maturity and candor than we can talk about real-life situations or history. Or history, or yeah. current events, or anything in real life. Yeah. Right? And it's like... I, I almost wonder sometimes if life isn't the game. Because, like... Yeah. <laughs> No, nah, shit. No, I'll because... tell you why. Because the uh, the graphics suck. The physics <laughs> engine is terrible. Um, the respawn is just bullshit. Yeah. Oh yeah. Take like what? unless you're on the eastern servers. And then of course you got that that. No, that's to... the spawn rate, not respawn. And then rate. you got the pay to win crowd. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. The cheat code to life is one followed by eight zeros. Yep. Yeah, Fucking you... insane. You know, and of course, you know, you got the the mega guilds running around who are just spoiling everything for the lesser guilds, and the devs mm-hmm. don't care. Life is a stupid... Well, no, because remember, there's all these uh, deals, or all these groups going around saying, no, the developers don't exist. Yeah, the devs don't exist. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, there's plenty of that. And Questions for later. I don't even know if that's the case. Maybe the devs are just on the, like... Maybe they're trolling the players. Maybe they're on summer hiatus wherever they're from. You know, maybe or maybe they went and tried to icebox the server, but for some reason some player was able to hack in and now we're all still just stuck here. I mean, there would be stranger theories. Mm, last Thursday theory. Mm. You guys are familiar with that one, right? That would make an excellent video game synopsis like uh, the whole sum of reality as you know it did not begin except for uh, last Thursday. 
So everything that you know in your life is absolutely not real because your life began last Thursday. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, it's one of those things like the Matrix where how do you know you're not in a computer simulation? It's just one of those things where people create a thought experiment that cannot be clearly defined because, well, the goalposts keep getting moved. Well, you can't prove that last Tuesday exists because, well, reality only started last Thursday. It comes down to a semantic debate on what is is. Can you define what is is? <laughs> I did not have sexual relations with that woman. But I did inhale. I mean, I did not inhale. <laughs> right. I should have thought. <clears throat> yeah, there's, a, there's so much that happens in video games, though, that does not translate the real life in any way, shape, and or form. And, you know, the Herald, back to a previous episode we did here uh, last month, I cannot go down to an armory and pick up a suit of plate mail and slap it on. That shit takes work and training. But, in Dark Souls, I can mix and match armor. In Witcher, I can mix and match armor. In Skyrim, I can mix and match armor. Doesn't matter... As long as that armor is unlocked that I can wear it, it doesn't matter who was wearing it previously. Right? Oh yeah, I just took this off some chick with fur. That's fine. It fits my broad-chested orc now. Yeah, I just randomly fought like a furry fox girl who was wearing plate mail, but when I put it on, it fits like a glove. Just right. Like it was made for me. But I'm an orc. It's just like your barrel-chested orc who just killed a furry fox girl. Who is a third of your width. Who's a third of your width and you just slapped on her armor, no problem, and you still look like a beefy-ass orc? What the shit? Equipment physics. Holy shit, equipment physics. I kind of wish this was real, though, because there are a lot of times, like, during Christmas, or I'll go to a store and they'll have, like, a t-shirt that I want to buy, and... Like, uh, during the holidays, of course, people buy me stuff that's not my size, and I still like the, the t-shirt or whatever, and I can't just slap it on, but I can't force somebody smaller to put on a t-shirt, then kill them and put on the t-shirt myself, and it'll suddenly fit. Yeah, equipment physics would be nice. Right? Eat, like, or instant swap items, right? Uh, video game, I have equipped a sword and board. And then I'm gonna switch over to a staff, or a gun, or something. Or how about uh, just inventory sheets? Dude, inventory sheets or paradimensional storage. I want a bag of holding. Jesus Christ, that would be amazing. But yeah, that, that's just the thing. Is like, I still view it as just video games are meant to be escapism, so it's not meant to be real. Just like when I'm watching a movie, I don't really care that, you know, that Ray is the fucking chosen one and Finn is the fucking... Dude Supreme and Poe is just garbage because he's somewhat white. I just want a good fucking story I can escape to. Not fucking Admiral Gender Studies doing something that by all other rights should not be able to be done by all the other movies. I want to be able to go in and enjoy Donnie Yen being a fucking badass and kicking ass, not be really bummed out because he died in a dumb way because he was underutilized. Oh, Donnie Yen was so underutilized in that movie, and I said it then, and I'll say it now. If they had him pulling his Hong Kong wire foo wet works kind of shit on screen, the rest of the movie action scenes would have been shit. 
Yeah. Donnie Yen would have just smoked him doing like one fight scene if they had Donnie Yen doing Donnie Yen fight scenes. Right? Yeah. It'd be it's... awesome. But that's the thing. This stuff is all entertainment. So, of course, it's not going to translate to reality. Giant hordes do not exist of space aliens that are hive minds and gene stealers. You want to know why? Because in reality, biology does not work that way. That we know of. That then, we know of. Yeah, yes, I mean, but then, then you're starting to go into, like, Fermi paradox. Well, it, it's one of those things that we only understand the universe as we see it, and there's a whole bunch of unknowns, but then that becomes a God of the Gaps fallacy of, well, it could exist out there just because we don't know it. Because the more our knowledge expands, the more we see things don't operate in certain ways. As much as I would like to believe in humanoid beings that have wings that can fly, it cannot exist because we are not built aerodynamically. As much as I want to believe in saucy, saucy, yummy, green space women. Only Captain Kirk has me one-upped on that right now. God damn it. <laughs> Dance for me, my Orion slut. I mean, my beautiful woman of exquisite exotic beauty from a faraway planet currently inhabited by an indigenous people who I should respect. That's fetishizing them. I... What do you think Kirk did? <laughs> Kirk no, no, no. He... He uh, he didn't just hop in bed with the Orion slave. He ironically, didn't force her or anything. No, no. Actually, ironically, ironically, <laughs> um, this is like okay. Just as an aside, uh, you know, you always get that one player who goes into a tavern and always wants to sleep around and goes to sleep and whatnot, and wakes up in the morning and just kicks her ass out of the bed and like, okay, I'm back to adventuring. This was actually the Orions when they were conceived. We're more like the GM going, okay, I'm tired of you sleeping with everything on every adventure. Okay, Captain Kirk? So you're going to take your character sheet, you're going to put it there, and we're going to play this game. And if you try this one more time, you're going to fucking pay. And then Captain Kirk, they, you know, they're adventuring along, and the guy playing Captain Kirk says, oh, I see a green woman over there. I'm going to slam and jam up, you know, give her my, you know, Captain's Hammer. And, you know, the GM just gets that wicked grin on his face and smiles because those Orions were originally a trap. The Orion slave girl actually is not a slave. The dude is a slave. The slave women portray themselves as being lesser people to uh, lure other aliens into a false sense of superiority. So if Kirk actually did slam a jam a bang, you know, give her the captain's hammer, he would have been the one to wake up in handcuffs. So this is like the GM going, okay, if you sleep with one more alien creature in my campaign, I'm going to fuck you up. And this is like the one time Kirk was like, you know, maybe I should back off on this one campaign episode because the GM is out for me now. So that's the one time the Bard did not sleep with anybody, but if he did, the Bard would have woken up in handcuffs. <laughs> not the fun kind. Not the fun kind. Could be worse. It could always be Star Trek Below Decks. Alright, back to the topic of how video games and reality do not translate very well into one another. Because, god damn it, I am not talking about that. Oh, god damn it, dude. I can taste the bile in the back of my throat from when I was 14 years old. How does that game physics work? Are you going to download the Lower Decks uh, mobile game? Dude, I'm having Vietnam flashbacks of Star Trek Below Deck, okay? There's, in, recovery there's ensigns in the tree line. 
fucking smoke them with napalm, okay? Jesus, fuck me, Christ. <laughs> could be worse, could be Star Trek Discovery. You know what? On to the topic, because you're just going to give the poor man a headache. If he's not already there. Oh. I'm trying to think of game stuff we haven't already covered. The health recovery physics. The pressure is right behind my temples. Oh, yes. Health recovery physics and actually um, shoddy cast. That's a great one on stem packs and why you would fucking explode. <laughs> I like to take the German look at this and oh, they, they just eat some of that chocolate with the heroin in it. <laughs> chocolate with the hair on it. No, I just love Stempex because, you know, he gets into the physics of, you know, what would happen. Like, you basically explode by crapping yourself to death mm -hmm. when you hit yourself with a Stempex. It's just better to go into another room and lay down with the bullet wound and heal naturally. Right? And then you end up in most of the modern warfare games where all of a sudden my screen's getting red and then I'm just going to step behind this chest-high wall and the screen gets less red and less red and less red. Now I'm going to get back up and fight a whole fucking war single-handedly. Right? So, what? for those of you who are blissfully unaware of this concept, the screens of most first-person shooters will redden as you start getting more wounded. It's supposed to replicate that you're in pain. Realistically, it's just like blood gushing from the face and it doesn't yeah, seem not... physical like i've seen comics about it and it's just like bleeding eye lizards well it, it's one of those things of you know everything can't be an mmo where you've got health bars that really detracts from the overall feel of it especially in f uh first person shooters mm -hmm. uh because you need to use every inch of that screen to try and look for your enemy and where to shoot Usually they would try at first to do a health bar that was around, say, your reticle, but any kind of targeting stuff, that didn't really work because that, again, just clogged up your screen. So they had to come up with another way, and the only way they could say is, like, all right, it's like you're getting hit and there's splatter, blood, shit, doesn't matter. It, your vision begins to go away, which makes it harder for you to recover, which, again, means you're more than likely going to die. Actually, there is one video game physic that I would love to exploit in real life, that does not translate well to reality. Yeah. And that's the ability to walk into people and push them without them falling over. They just kind of like slide across the ground. <laughs> now, now, this would be great, man, because I would purposely like walk into an elevator and like if it's going to be a long ride, it's just casually use my body to push other people into the corner of the elevator until the doors open and the NPCs reactivate. <laughs> well, you know what that would turn into? Bumper cars. No, that would turn into the chaos of bumper cars because everyone would want to do it. What uh, about the New York uh, fucking subway system? You just push them up and like really close to the edge. All the, yeah. Mob mentalities where everyone's trying to get in the same like three square feet. Yeah, well. You know what I kind of wish we had out of D&D &D and tabletop? What's that? That I would occupy a five foot square and no one else could occupy that space with me. Dude, introverts would rejoice at that rule. It would be like... I, I, there would be very few of them that would ever, 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 ever think about... Like, every extrovert would probably go for it. And children would have this in, in fucking spades. But introverts? Yeah, if I could take up a five-foot square that nobody could walk into... Do it. Unless I considered them to be an ally. <laughs> or friendly. But, like, little kids and extroverts would definitely have sworn fighting. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Now, the other thing is, like, I think I've seen comics about that. It's like, you know, the reason it occupies a five-foot square is because, like, I don't want to be in front of the guy who's wiggling his hands in some complex, crazy-ass manner to shoot a ball of acid, or standing next to the guy who's twirling his great axe around so he can actually, you know, get a good angle. I, I don't want to be standing next to either of those guys. The other one, too, uh, that really does not translate very well, if ever, and God, I wish it did sometimes, especially in my youth, is high-velocity, unexpected stops. Oh, you're talking fall damage. No, no, not fall damage. I'm talking about, like, shit, like, in uh, Saints Row or GTA, where you're just moving along at high-velocity, like you're on the back of a train or you're in a car... Or you're parachuting and you just slam face first into a wall. You hit the ground and you're just like, I'm okay. <laughs> you get up and you just walk it off and go down to the local uh, you know, ch- freckle bitches and get yourself some chicken bazooms. I've seen people do that. It usually takes a lot of crack cocaine. Yeah, and then once the adrenaline wears off, they are fucked. Mm-hmm. No, I'm just saying that like, so many video games include high velocity, sudden stops... On a horizontal sca- uh, plane. Not vertical as much. Especially involving things like walking into vehicles, into oncoming traffic, uh, slamming into walls, jumping out of high-altitude aircraft, whatnot, Ooh, and just like... Driving, driving vehicles into the tree, right? I can go bulldozing over all these cars with my tank, but the tree that is a inch... Oh, oh yes, the stops me and yeah. is like cramming into my well, engine that's block. Mainly because the way they design all that stuff, when they have actual stuff that stops you, is because that's programmed in as a physics break right there. As in, it's a it's a border, it's an edge, it's the one cliff you can't climb up, even though it's chest high to you, and that usually goes into the uh, physics engine having limitations. It's like the old God of War games. I remember when they came out with the first fucking this is how we programmed the game for God of War 2 and the game actually once you strip away all the graphics is just a whole bunch of squares laid out on where you can and cannot go. Hmm. And that is the edge of the world. That is your entire existence. If you could peel away all the stuff that makes your graphics engine go burr, then you would see that it is just a whole bunch of lines and it looks like old school Tron and he is a little wire uh, ragdoll that's just moving from one square to the next on where the edge of the universe is. Yeah, and it makes sense for, like, adventure and puzzle games and what have I you. am still glad real life does not have invisible walls because, can you imagine, like, you go to see a good friend, like, you're back in middle school or some shit like that, and your parents, you know, they're like, oh, hey, you know, Tommy wants you to come over to the place, and you're like, fuck Yeah! And you go running over to Tommy's house, and you go to leap like the white picket fence, but you forget Tommy's house has an invisible wall just over the fence. Whap! And, oh. and then you try to climb over the fence, and you're just like you're hitting a pane of glass that's not there. That, that would suck so hard. I've been that high before. Just, <laughs> or you know you're driving down a, a road and it dead ends, but like all the traffic that goes down that road just does a fucking U-turn. And you're like, well, fuck that. You know, I just want to go over that hill on the other side of the road. And you just, bam, invisible pane of glass. Mm. Oh, you're talking like SimCity shit. Yeah, the, the invisible uh, edge breaks of the world. No, no, <laughs> I prefer the ones where you see the NPC traffic going by, and it just phases through that, and then they slowly dissolve. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, those right? are more fun because then you don't even really expect it because it's all supposed to be off screen and around the corner. And then you hit that, and the fun thing is in a flying game, it'll be like, oh, I do this really awesome like barrel roll turn to get back flying the other way. But in a driving game, you literally go crash, bang, boom. Actually, I did that. I was pl- I think it was GTA, and I'm up and I steal a plane and I'm up flying around in the plane just for the fuck of it. And I hit the invisible wall, and of course, it doesn't translate very well in real life. When an aircraft doesn't have proper velocity, we all know what happens. Yeah. But instead, I hit the invisible wall at like a 45 degree angle, and my nose just scraped across it. <laughs> <laughs> in all reality, the nose would crumple because it's just fiberglass. Yeah, I know, but I was flying like at like a 45 to 70 degree angle sideways. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, this would, yeah, this uh, just takes me out of the game. A little bit. <laughs> just a little a bit. Lot. Or like flying your Quetzal around in fucking uh, Ark. And then all of a sudden you see that fucking, uh, or flying your dragon even. And you're way up at the top, or you're way over at the edge, and you just see that like magic net of where the edge of the actually there dome. isn't. They actually uh, the magic net in Ark. They give you an explanation for it. Yeah, because that's the hologram projection. Isn't it? Yeah, it's the hologram projector. So you're basically in Ark. You're in a bubble, even though you know the game space is actually square. They just say, hey, you're in a giant bubble in a dome in space. There's a long storyline, but at least in Ark they explain why there's barriers. Mm-hmm. Right, and not all games do that. Like, you know what? I would like, I would like to be able to walk over a piece of paper, and then just have that knowledge, right? Instant osmosis of knowledge. So, like, walk over, you know, walk through the library, just tap. Ooh, that was interesting. Tap. Ooh, your synapses would burn out, and you would become brain dead if you tried that in real life. Right, but it would be a neat thing if it could do. Right? It's oh, one of those things that definitely doesn't translate actually, there, well. Actually, there is another thing that does not translate well, but a goddamn I wish it did. Right. Was bullet points in real life. You know, like... Uh, like, say you know, I'm playing a video game that's more touchy-feely or whatever. You know, more... Uh, yeah, I've been on that website, too. No, I mean, I'm just... Uh, <laughs> I'm just saying that maybe you're playing a video game where part of the game is, like, there's romance options for the main character amongst the other party members in your RPG. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's you know for a fact that if you play your cards right, you're going to be able to date Tifa or Eris or whatever. You know, you're going to be able to date one of the other party members. Or Miranda. Or, but you want to get the best... There's only Monica. You want to get the best... Uh, possible score when you date that person because you, that's your you know in-game waifu, and the game provides some information as to you know oh you're gonna want to buy this character a teddy bear not flowers or cake, you're gonna want to buy this character a ribbon, you know not shoes and not uh, not a skirt, so it gives you kind of like a, a cheat sheet as to how to win this person's heart, so you get the best date possible with them and you're like yay when I hit in-game this is my waifu we're gonna ride off into the fucking sunset together. Real life, I wish it provided these clues. Because it's like, that chick over there is hot. I wish I knew how to get closer to her. And then, you know, you go out and you do your thing and suddenly it's like, nope, I failed. Yeah, see, here's the thing. To do a first date, yeah, that would be nice. But everything after that, you need to pay the fuck attention. All the little shit shit they talk about. You can do that. It's just a really hard mini game of having to listen and understand. 
Which is why, um, if I succeeded in the first date thing, another physic mechanic or another mechanic that happens in video games that does not happen in real life. Autosave? Savings. It's just be like, babe, you know, I wasn't really listening. You wasn't? Okay, God. Back it up. Back it up to a previous save. Back it up. (laughs) (laughs) Your female companion has entered the room. Autosaving now. (laughs) Oh, shit. (laughs) Autosaving now. Yes, it's like a oh, boss fight. You know exactly. all these health potions all of a sudden. God, autosaving would be such a great mechanic. It's like, I'm going for a job interview at 9. Autosave. I'm going to save now since it's 8.15 and you know your interview goes bad, but you're like, shit, you know what? I should have answered this instead of that. Going back to a previous save. Right. Even just just, just getting the autosave notification. Autosave. Wait a second. Autosave, there's a... Well, there are some things, though, that I would uh, not really want to have in real life that happens in a video game, and they are definitely telltale signs. Like Checkpoint systems. No, not checkpoints. But let's say I'm going to a new location with a friend. You know, we're, we're off to visit, like, a campground or whatever, and we get near the campsite, and I spot, like, two cans of Mountain Dew, some protein bars, and a first aid kit. Yeah, I'm like, dude, it is time to save because we're up for a boss fight here soon. Because we got sugary, that we got sugar, we got protein, and a med kit. Shit's about to get real. It's gonna hurt, <laughs> so, and I'm like, I can see a wide open space over there. That's probably where it's gonna be, right? Because you know, always boss rooms that are ginormous or very open. No, like, um, Skyrim was really notoriously bad about this, but other games are too is right before a boss battle or a big fight, there will be, like, one shelf that's stacked up with health potions and scrolls to do, like, massive amounts of damage. Right. It'll warn you. Like, it's subtle, but it's not subtle. Yeah, and, you know, like, I decide to walk home in the middle of the night, and right as I jump the fence to go into the park, there's, like, a gun and a med kit sitting next to a bench on my path. I'm like, okay, it's time to save. Right. And it's like, it's always interesting to see those, because it's like, hmm, I wonder what's around this corner. Yeah, that's it takes that, a little oh, bit of the make bad out. game writing, though. Yeah, that well, would yeah. be one of the, the game mechanics I definitely would not want to see, though, is because it would give me advanced warning. I'm about to get my shit rocked. But on the other hand, getting my shit rocked, I kind of do wish numbers would appear over my head. Because, <laughs> you know, like, if I hit the ground and, like, a 15 and yellow appears above my head, maybe I won't have to hear people go, dude, are you okay? Well, I'm still trying to figure out what the fuck just happened. to be like, what number appeared above my head? I have 30 hit points. What did you see? Oh, I saw 15. You think I'm okay? <laughs> the thing is, you know that people are still going to do it. They would you still know be- that they're still going to go, dude, I just watched that 29 go up. Are you doing all right? Oh... Hey, but it would still be nice to get, like, some sort of real-life indication, you know, to some things. Like, be walking along and, like, bounce my uh, pinky toe off the couch while going to the, my bed at night. Bam, I walked into the furniture, you know, see, like, a little 1B. And I'd be like, okay, I just took a bashing damage. That'll heal in an hour. Right. I don't know. I think, I think we're... We uh, are at time. We are at time. Holy shit, we managed to make this lasts that long holy fuck <laughs> I told you it'd be a fun topic I, I eh. Eh. It, it was more of it's an in-depth 
Yeah, and that works too. It's a, it's a, an hour of just stuff, and I'm sure our listeners, you know, if they want to chime in, they will. They can send us an email or hit us up on Parlor with, you know, shit we may have missed, or go, hey, you know, I got an episode idea for you or whatever. I'm always cool with that. You know, if we get uh, more contacts hitting me up, that'd be great because I always love to see some of the crazy shit we get. Dude, feedback is the tits. It is tits. Uh, speaking about feedback, um, before we close this down, and this is going to be my final thoughts, not on the topic at hand, uh, but I just reminded myself, I have been talking with an independent game designer down in California. I'm not going to give away too many details right now because it's still like the first baby steps of dialogue between us and him. But if all things go well, in November they're going to have their first book published. And it's a space adventure with a D12 system. Holy shit, a uh, D12. I no, D12 right? is getting love besides the, D- the Barbarian and the Axe. Actually, this entire game is based off of a D12 system. The artwork is fucking phenomenal. And as you guys know, I love the fuck out of smaller companies. Uh, because the bigger ones have done told their customers to go eat a bag of dicks. And I'm like, that's not the way business works. So I'm actually really excited to dialogue with these uh, people down there in California more and see where that plays. See where that plays, and if we can get a copy of their materials, maybe you uh, run some of their games in the future um, in podcast format or something. Because uh, or it, better yet, actually have them either come up or we go down and interview them. Uh, Are you sure you want to go to California? You're the only. Well, one. that's why it's in the future. You're the only one out of okay. There's Moniker, two of us out of the Mo- four. Moniker counts, but you're the only one out of the four of us with a standard, still full-time job. Going to California. That's why I said in the future. Maybe, maybe. But um, I'm just announcing that if things continue to go well with our talks between us and their game company, we might get a copy of their game and be able to like show some love to a small independent creator. That would be great for me. That'd be great for them. That'd be great for our listeners. Everybody wins. Um, so Dude, that's that'd be super thought. fun. Oh, it will be uh, like fucking beast balls, man. Dog bollocks. <laughs> It'll be super badass. Um, so I'm going to try to email them and see if we can work out some future talks. And if that works out, um, I'm definitely going to put their name up in lights on our podcast and be like, check these fuckers out. Dude, yeah. So that's my final thoughts. I know it's not on the topic of the uh, format we got for today, but just wanted to get that out there. I mean, that's a pretty important final thoughts. That's awesome shit. Mm. I'm always out to dialogue with more people. Right? When I'm not playing Skyrim jobs. <laughs> he's, he's just getting in the California mindset. No, actually, I'm still reminding myself over a certain G.I. Joe name. <laughs> Snow job. <laughs> uh, fuck it. Okay, well, uh, Game Goblin, going back to my crypt. Darth Blasphemous signing off. Gather count back to the skies.
That was about as funny as my hemorrhoids.